0: Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona.
1: All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything. Relating to cruising at the top of the show, as usual, please follow me on Instagram. It's always be booked. The same thing goes for Facebook always be booked. You know what? Check that. We want to push the always be booked Cruisers Lounge Facebook group. Please go in the group, find always be booked Cruisers Lounge, and request to be added to that group. It is a closed group, very exclusive exclusive but you guys are all invited i uh just wanted to make that switch over from the page to the group mainly because i want to be able to interact with you guys uh and there's a lot of cool discussions going on there a lot of good points being raised a lot of entertaining stuff as well also this podcast that you're listening to ideally you're already subscribed to it but if you're not, please do so, and if you're so inclined, please share it with your friends. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Doug Parker as our guest on this show. He was live. We uh, met up at my local watering hole, my establishment, my restaurant, nightclub, whatever you want to call it, uh, down in uh, I, on iDrive in Orlando. And he was cool enough to come by and give us an actual full hour of just kind of content of bouncing stuff back and forth. We're talking ships, talking cruises, talking excursions. And just, you know, if if you guys have heard this show, you've probably heard me speak about Doug Parker and Cruise Radio. And uh, again, I think... In my opinion, it is the gold standard for what we do as far as cruise content. Uh, That is no disrespect to anybody else that's out there. And, uh, you know, we all know that I'm doing my best as well. But Doug, to me, is the guy who started it up from scratch. And he kicked and scratched his way to the top. And now he's kind of just in a position where I don't know numbers. I don't know ratings. I don't know what advertising. I don't know what it is. But uh, what I will say is that I think Doug is the guy that is the go-to guy when it comes to Cruise content, and uh, it's... It was actually really cool. I actually had him on the show in one of the earlier, earlier episodes. Now, I'll tell you, there was a little bit, a very little bit of repetition, but I did want to get back into it with Doug because I did release that show when we were just a little baby podcast that could. And now that we've uh, stretched our legs out just a little bit, I know we draw some parallels, and I know that a lot of the people that listen to sh- this show listen to his show. And if you don't, again, I'll start over and st- say it again stop listening to this show and Listen to that show first because, you know, there's just it's just endless, endless amounts of information, and it's just a no-nonsense, great, great, great cruise radio show. So um, I hope you guys stick around for that in just a couple of minutes. We'll be airing that for you. Uh, the sound quality is again a little a little rough because we were at my restaurant at my bar and uh, there's a lot going on in my bar. There's bull rides. You could hear like random shrieking throughout the uh, interview. You could hear some music. You could hear some chatter and it's background. Hopefully it is listenable. I did the best I can to make it listenable and uh, set everything up so that it is. But uh, again, don't miss the interview. Getting uh, my goal was to try to just get Doug away from his show a little bit and into you know a little bit of a more of um, a, a forum where he can kind of relax a little bit and not necessarily feel like he has to carry the whole thing and shove information down your throat. I wanted him to be able to relax and maybe even get to know the guy himself a little bit as well. And uh, you guys tell me if uh, we accomplished that. And meanwhile, I'll segue right into that. Please email me, tommy at com. Doug actually on the show, maybe at the end, he kind of like maybe... I don't know, maybe put a little challenge out there to just kind of gauge the, uh, always be booked audience. He said, uh, find him on Twitter, find him at, uh, you know, the, all oh, um, not the always, I'm sorry, the, uh, Cruise Radio News private Facebook group, get at Doug. And, uh, he, I guess he wants to, uh, he wanted to see how many people would mention this particular show and him being on it and this and that. So, uh, hopefully you guys will rise to the occasion and, uh, Make this little podcast that could uh, look good. You know what I'm saying? We had some laughs. We had a good time. And uh, it was cool. So a couple of things at the top of the show. It was funny. Uh, I do have to give an explanation because of the inconsistencies and the delays of when the show's coming out. Again, I get it. I said it before. This stuff is all about consistency. I'm not panicking because I know this is a temporary situation. I keep telling you guys that I'm going to give you some information on what's been going on. It's just I really have to have the time to sit down and really kind of have a one-on-one with you guys and let you know the deal. But... It's exciting stuff. It's good stuff. And, you know, I'll just tell you this. I'm finding myself having to commute to West Palm Beach uh, twice a week, Uh, sometimes more than that. And that's a 250-mile-in-each-direction commute, I think. Either way, it's, you know, at least two, two two-and-a-half hours. So, Having said that, that's a little bit of the reasons why I'm finding myself packing bags really quick. I'm finding myself renting cars, running back and forth uh, because of this opportunity that I've had. And it's nothing to do with cruising or anything like that, just in my professional world, uh, if you want to call it that. And that's what I've been doing. So I will, again, it is coming, the full explanation. Not that you guys are waiting with bated breath, but it will be coming coming soon. Uh, it's re- pretty much just a situation where I'm, I'm kind of doing a little bit more in the DJ end of it for this place where you guys know I'm the GM and I run the place up here, but there's just an opportunity. I would want to be in South Florida, and there's an opportunity for me to do that. So I am uh, having – I'm seeing that opportunity, you know, a little foot in the door if you will through the DJ aspect of it maybe that uh, looks like it's going to be able to lead to a little bit bigger and better things so that I can ultimately be where I want to be it, and it's not just that simple it's not necessarily that I want to just be there there's stuff that's going on with the current location that's wacky that we will uh, talk about and the, it's, I'm happy to be back to be in the D, you know doing the DJ thing on a regular basis at the current place in Orlando uh, we are finding ourselves that you know we're in the middle of a transition period and we're having to save some Money and I'm reaching back to my DJ roots and I've been doing Friday nights and it's just been fun. Funny little quick story is that uh, last Friday night, you know, when I feel when I'm in the DJ booth and I got a microphone in front of me, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, I'm a little old school and when I came up in the and the days in the party bar era where you know you throw it down you get this place you turn the music up you get on that microphone and you try to rally this place and whip them up into a veritable frenzy and that's kind of where I'm still at in my mind and that's kind of what I do and I can do a very very good set and a very respectable set and I could be like just like any other DJ out there when I'm doing my thing and I'm, you know, putting not, not boozing at all and I'm on the mic, thank you guys for coming, great to have you, we're about to have a great party and yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, but then there's a level that I get to, and again, this was, again, talking about uh, the norm now versus the norm back in the day where I get into a zone, I start having some drinks and then a part of me and a side of me comes out where holy crap, you're in for a wild ride, and it's going to be unlike any other party or bar or nightclub, nighttime experience that you've had. And I kind of pride myself on it. I pride myself on going too far sometimes. I just look at it as like, you know, if if you're just kind of like status quo, that's like the worst thing. You're going to offend probably 30 people by the stuff you do and the stuff you say, and 30 people may walk out. But those 200 people left are going to be loyal as hell. And uh, a funny story and something that you know supports that, you always wonder, is that in your mind? Is that going on in your mind or is just are you giving delusions of grandeur of that you know how crazy it is when you throw this party and go to this next level? But it was kind of reinforced last week. I'm walking around. Uh, it's about 12 o'clock. I haven't had a drink yet. and I'm like, you know what, screw it, It was a little stale. Let me have a couple. So I go behind the bar and I pour myself a Grey Goose, and I see Charlotte, one of our bartenders, motioning to Karina, another one of our bartenders, and I just catch a little mini celebration, and I'm like, "What what is that all about? But they're trying to be coy and quiet about it. So I turn around, and I look at them I'm like, well, what's the matter? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm like, what, what's the matter? And they just start both laughing, and then, uh, I'm asking what they're. I'm like, what are you guys laughing about? And they're like, well, we noticed you started drinking. It, it's late, so we thought you weren't going to drink, and uh, now you are. So apparently, we're going to make some money tonight. <laughs> and it was like, two, it too, two. It was like a pendulum because one, I'm like, damn, I got to drink to freaking My their, their money relies on my drinking. Uh, and at the other time, I'm not going to lie, I was a little proud of that. I was a little proud of that. And I know a lot of you are like, you know, oh, that's disgraceful. But hey, man. This is the life we choose. This is how I came up, and this is this is what it is. Um, what else did I want to talk about? See, this is going to be a different show. I owe you guys a show. I didn't give you guys a show last week, so uh, Doug was cool enough. I had a pretty much a full show planned out. But then Doug uh, ended up being available to kind of come in and stop by. So that kind of gave me the opportunity to not necessarily have to waste that show. I got Doug in, and that's awesome. So, of course, that's going to bump whatever else I got going on. So uh, this is going to give me the ability to, at some point later in this week, do another show. And that will be a regular show where there will be the news and the emails. And, you know, Phil and Carlos, you guys are out there. If you're listening, I got your emails, and we are going to read them. And there's another couple, too. But, uh we'll we'll get into that but uh so that'll be a regular show but this is going to be mainly around just an intro catch up or what's going on uh what, what what you know just random stuff but then we're going to get right into the interview with Doug uh I came home from West Palm Saturday I was beat I'm sun I'm sorry Sunday I was beat I laid down on the couch I put on Netflix I'm I'm looking for this Netflix and I see the new releases I see a, a movie called Boat Cruise I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but uh, we're talking about cruise content and stuff like this. But it's a movie with Cuba Gooding, Gooding Jr., Horatio Sands, Vivica A. Fox, Will Farrell, and Artie Lang. You're talking about a cast that you would be like, all right, you got all these people. This movie is movies, probably going to be pretty good, and it's about cruising. So I'm like, all right, let's play this. I'm kind of actually excited about it. It's... <laughs> It's the worst pile of trash you could ever see in your life. It had its moments. And, yes, it is kind of train wreck uh, Netflix watching because of the fact that it, it is so bad that they, they, I don't know if you guys agree with me. There's sometimes some certain things are so bad. You probably experience this on this show every once in a while. But uh, sometimes things are so bad they turn around, do a 360, and they just make the whole gamut, and they become good. They're so bad they're good. That's what this movie was. The backstory is is that Cuba Gooding Jr. breaks up with his girlfriend. His best friend is Horatio Sands. They go on a book a cruise, and they get into a fight with uh, the travel agent who is Artie Lang. Artie Lang is the travel agent, which is just funny as the you know Artie Lang from the How It's Stern show. Uh, and uh, they get into a fight, and the boss who is Will Ferrell tells Artie Lang to take a hike. Turns out Artie Lang and Will Ferrell are gay lovers with each other, and uh, because of the fight, Will Ver- Will Ferrell is gonna have revenge on these two cruisers by, unbeknownst to them, putting them on a gay cruise, and then just hilarity ensues from there, out of control. Uh, there's other stuff I want to talk about later in the week. I gotta give a big shout out to Cruise Tips TV, who you know I'm really pissed, man, because this commute and stuff like that is making me miss. All these live streams, and it's one of my favorite parts of uh, early morning Saturdays. I'm hungover, sleeping in, and rolling out of bed, and kind of catching those uh, live streams and participating in those live streams. And because of the commute, uh, I haven't been able to do so. That sucks. But I want to say that I did buy a couple of shirts from uh, from Cruise Tips TV, and they came in and they fit great. They look great. I love them. I mean, they look as good as they can on me. Hopefully they will look a, a little bit better in a couple of uh, couple of months when I'm ready to cruise, but I wanted to say big shout out to Sherry and the whole crew at Cruise Tips TV because uh the product is good guys, cruisetips.tv.com, uh, a whole store full of gear and stuff like that. And I was also Lucky enough to have a quick conversation with Tommy from the Cruise Dudes, and uh, we were talking about his magazine, Sea Wind. I want to do a little bit more on that. I want to go into that a little bit more, but let's just say, check out the Sea Wind magazine. I believe it's on iTunes in the show later in the week. We're going to get a little bit more into that, but um, I did want to just kind of get it out there because I did uh, speak to Tommy early last week, and we... uh, Kind of went back and forth, and I'm, man, these guys, Tommy and uh Scott, they busted their ass on this magazine called uh, Sea Wind, and uh I think you should check it out. I've kind of gotten a chance to look through it a little bit. I really, again, because of the schedule, haven't had a time to really scour it, but I look forward to doing so. And, uh again, all right, so... That's pretty much it. We'll get into some other stuff later in the week. We're going to do the cruise news, like I said, a few more things. And uh, without further ado, I really want to get you this interview with Doug Parker uh, from cruiseradio.net. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. And again, let us know. Let me know. Let Doug know. Reach out to Doug. Let him know you heard the interview with Tommy from Always Be Booked, and uh, you enjoyed it. Enjoy the interview, guys. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very, very special guest. By the way, we're on location here in uh, Cowgirls Rock Bar. I don't want to get in trouble again. Sometimes I I get in trouble for people saying I'm trying to promote stuff, but we are at uh, Cowgirls Rock Bar in Orlando. Uh, If you guys are ever in town, stop by. But uh, I have the world famous Doug Parker, the godfather, (laughs) live in studio,
0: quote unquote, if you want to call it. What's up, Doug? Good, man. You, you always say on your show, from Not So Live, Orlando, Florida, that we're pretty much live right now. You hear the Buffett in the background playing. You hear the people in the mechanical bull going nuts back there. So, totally live.
1: Doug makes a good point. Uh, you might be hearing some shrieks of horror <laughs> in the background because, again, shameless plug, we are home to mecha- um, Orlando's only only mechanical bull. So, there's some people riding the bull right now. we got Jimmy Buffett going. we got a couple of drinks going. And uh, we're really, really happy to have Doug by. And, uh, We've been kind of had this in the works for a little while, talking about having him, uh, you know, coming by when he's in town. Wow, that's a loud one out there, huh? <laughs> of course, there hasn't been a bull ride in about 45 minutes. Of course, we go live, and uh, here we are. But um, Doug is uh, Doug Parker. If you have not, uh, like I say, on a, every time I give him a little bit of a shout out on the show, if you don't know who he is, if you don't know his podcast, you should turn this one off and put his on right away. <laughs> Ever since I started cruising, just quick little backstory. I got off that cruise, and I was like, I wanted to consume more content. I want to find out who, where I could find out more information about cruising. So I started doing some searches, and I found something called Cruise Radio with Doug Parker. And I saw he has a great website called Cruise called cruiseradio.net
0: and uh, tons of information. How would you describe the website? I guess all cruise tips, cruise reviews. Um, the podcast is on there. Yeah, just a little. It's it's very consumer friendly. So if you're looking for something from gratuities to getting alcohol on board, whatever, it's, it's right there on cruiseradio.net.
1: It's all encompassing. I, t- I talked about Doug's show and that there's just so much information and the website is a microcosm of that. You can get cruise tips. You can find information about upcoming, you know, things that are happening out there. And yes, the podcast is, I mean, to me, it's pure gold. I've always, always enjoyed the podcast. I also wanted to ask, like, a little bit of background on how it started. Doug, what was that? Uh, what was you say? Yeah, how long do you have? Do you want the short story? <laughs> well, no, or let's go. Like, okay? Let's go. We got some drinks, we got plenty of booze here. Okay. Let's go.
0: So, go back to my buddy's bachelor cruise in 2009. And we had a couple of shots of tequila sitting on the back watching the stars. And um, this sounds like really. Keep it going. Yeah, we love yeah, it. We love whatever. it. This, this is what the people want to know. I'm like a bachelor party. Yeah. I a bunch of guys right. in the back having fun, but <laughs> other people were there too. Right. Um, but, uh, so I was like, you know what? I've been in radio for my whole career pretty much since I was uh, 20. I was 28 at that point. And I'm like, I like radio, but I want to get into something a little more to take my, because I was doing morning drive and I was doing afternoon drive. So I was waking up at like 3.30 in the morning. Going into doing morning drive, going home, a couple hour nap, and then coming back doing afternoon drive from three to seven. So and I was voice tracking overnights too. So it was like I was a machine there. So I was like, I want to do something cruise radio. Why not? I had a cocktail napkin. I sketched out the very first episode on that bachelor cruise of kind of a. In radio we have clocks.
1: Can I just back you up for a second? So you wanted to do cruise radio, but. Before that, there had to be some sort
0: of a passion for cruising in general. Oh so yeah, I probably should so. say that. So my, my dad, my dad was a ship captain, not a cruise ship captain, but he was a captain. And then um, as we started growing up, he came off the like going from Jacksonville to San Juan, all these runs, and he started uh, a harbor pilot in Jacksonville. So when you see the people bring the ships in and out, yes, yes, so yes. he was doing that until he retired. So kind of, I guess you would say the maritime or the, the salt is in my blood, I guess. Yeah. So I used to ride. I mean, I remember waking up at 2, 3, 4 in the morning to go take a ship in with my dad or ride a ship out. My grandpa gotcha. was the same way. Okay. And they wanted me to follow in their footsteps, but I took a sharp turn and went right. to radio. Not sure why now. But, um, but yeah, so, oh shit, where were we? did
1: I always make it a point to try to watch those guys
0: whenever possible. Yeah. They're really, like, is that a dangerous
1: maneuver? I'm out in the middle of San Juan we're a couple of miles off and I see the boat coming to pick up the uh, the pilot the captain or whatever and in the middle of the Atlantic yeah there's a, it's well lit but man that's dangerous it's, it's not necessarily it's a simple maneuver but the stakes are pretty high you no know? you know what
0: not to not to go into more have to go into morbid mode here but my great uncle so my grandpa's brother was a harbor pilot yeah and he was going from the pilot boat onto the ship yeah and he missed it and he fell between the pilot boat and the ship. Oh, my. God. Propeller got him. Done. Are you serious? Yes. No lie. Well, that answers the question. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, that's it's, uh, it's a very dangerous gig. Like, yeah. you can... I mean, in anything from a misstep from the pilot boat onto that big ladder you see. Yeah. Or it could be a rough wave where it makes you lose your balance. I mean, these guys have these guys have talent. Oh, my gosh. They absolutely have to. That's, and, and plus the knowledge they have about the port and everything like that. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, actually, in Jacksonville... Not that we have a big cruise shipping area in Jacksonville, we have one ship, Carnival Elation. but there are so many shoals and ledges and turns yeah. in our water. Yeah. Where I've been riding a ship with my dad, and I, my dad would be sweating bullets because the sh- the channel was I think thirty eight feet at the time, and the ship was drawing thirty seven foot of water. And I mean, one rock, yeah, puncture that, he'd probably go to jail, maritime disaster, you know? Wow, it's, yeah. So it's it's very it takes a lot of precision and it's something i probably could never do cuz i'm very ADD and you have to like be super concentrated and yeah. super focused and it's like an airline pilot like you're sometimes when you're fogged in you're looking at the radar yeah. and you're doing those turns with just a radar it's super intense it's a very it's a well paying job but they earn every single penny of it of course of yeah. course
1: okay so so that's where the passion for cruising in general started so right yeah. so you started seeing these ships you look at them like you know, one day I'm going to be on one of them. And then, when, when was your first cruise?
0: My first cruise was, I was a teenager. It was on Carnival Fantasy. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I know you have to talk about the fantasy class ships here on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the rip on them. Well, no, no it's only good fun. But,
1: the fa- wow, so the, but the fan, well, so that's the fantasy. So that came out 1990. One, that's, that's the next one to go,
0: though, right? They say that. I mean, it just got fun ship upgrade, what, yeah. two years ago? A year and a half ago? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. All then. right. <laughs>
1: but, so you so you feel very so you like um, you, you fell in love with cruising uh-huh. and then your your career path took you in the radio business and man why not combine the two right
0: I mean, yeah so I love radio yeah loved radio love still love cruising and so I just kind of married the two and yeah. then uh, it was I got back from the cruise and I sketched out a show club, a sketch show as okay. we call it in radio yeah. and I played it for my general manager at the radio station. And he's like, you know what? It'll never work, but I'll give you 730 on Sunday morning just to shut you up. <laughs> so <laughs> it started airing 94.1 WSOS in Jacksonville on Sunday mornings. And then the advertiser started knocking, wow. but not just knocking for the whole radio station yeah. to be on cruise radio.
1: Uh-huh. Like
0: they could give a crap about the other programming. Wow. So you had like local uh, transportation, like limousine companies and local travel agents and all this. So GM was like, uh, the general manager was like, "Dude, you're, I think you're onto something there." <laughs> so this goes on, and then probably in 2011, the radio station stopped streaming because of um, the cost went up for streaming online. I guess royalties and all that you have to pay. Yeah. So it was like forty thousand dollars a station, and we had four stations in the building. So I took it straight from the FM signal. To podcasting, it was always a podcast every sense. Yeah, but the show was tailored to radio. Okay, but then I kind of made it strictly podcast. That makes sense. Screw the formalities and all this stuff, and kind of just give it full bore content. And that's what I just kind of did. And it's That's here we are. What my first show was September first of oh nine, and so yeah, eight mm-hmm. years and a couple of weeks. Yeah,
1: because it is true. Any any jerk off with a microphone can grab a microphone and an internet signal and try to do what I'm trying to do, but. When you listen to Doug's show, it just comes in so clear that there's a, I mean, he's a pro, you know what I mean? And like just the whole kind of slickness of the broadcast, and it, it seems like there's a little bit of an art to just jam because your show is not long. What is it? How, how long an episode? It's 25,
0: 30 minutes, maybe. 25,
1: 30 minutes, and I can tell you, when I'm done, I feel like I've like, I compare it to, I'm a let's, let's nerd out a little bit. My favorite TV show of all time, network TV show of all time, was The West Wing. Okay. If, but <laughs> uh, I was obsessed. And the reason, one of the reasons I was obsessed because yeah, it was a learning experience. But then also like, it's a one-hour show with commercials, 48 minutes, mm-hmm. and man, it felt like a two or three-hour movie of worth of information. And I kind of compare your show to that. Just you kind of go from one segment to the other uh, quickly, and uh, you know you have the guests you have on. Who do you have? You have uh, usually you have Stewart on, and you have um, Sherry Laskin, Sherry. Yeah. yeah,
0: Cruise Maven. Yeah. How
1: did you end up hooking up with them?
0: Yeah. So. Stuart, I met him. Actually, you know what? I reached out to Stuart whenever I started Cruise Radio. Okay. And it was Allure. No, Oasis of the Seas was just launching when I reached out to him, I remember. And so I think I was like, hey, can I get an interview about Allure or Oasis of the Seas with you? He's like, yeah, sure. I don't know who you are. And you know, Stuart yeah. was like, good morning, America. Yeah. WGN in Chicago. All these big stations in LA. So I'm like, he's never going to r- return my call. So then I interview him about it. And he's like, this was fun. Let's, let's do it again if you want. Oh, that's awesome. And it kind of just kept going. So yeah. I'm like, boom, there you go. I mean, yeah. like, you have, you know, he's on, like, one day he's on with Charlie Gibson back in the day on, like, Good Morning America. And then the next morning he's on my show. And I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. So, and then Sherry, of course, met her actually down here in Orlando at a conference in 2010. We just kinda clicked. Yeah. And then she's very knowledgeable. She's yeah. been a travel agent for like twenty plus years. Great on the air. Yeah. She knows oh she actually did radio in Chicago too. Okay. So that was another thing. Did you have any nerves going in when you okay, so the whole thing is gonna change over from radio.
1: Now we're going into this new medium called podcasting. At the time it was relatively new, I guess, right?
0: I mean did you have any what were your feelings going from one to the other? Were you nervous about that at all? I wasn't nervous. It was just like when I was in radio, it's like, you know what, you screw up. Just go on with it. Yeah. Pick up the ball and keep running. Yeah. Um, I, people laughed in my face. I mean, even some of the big cruise lines laughed in my face when I first started it. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, keep laughing because who's laughing now?
1: Isn't that great? That's the way the stories happen, man. You'd always hear about that. Story. they told you you were crazy. They said he was nuts. They did, Every great story seems to kind of go in that direction. What are some of the uh, cruises you have coming up? I wanted to, because everybody, like I said, I was talking to Doug before the interview and uh Everybody knows that you can go to Doug for all the information in the world, but Doug is very unselfish on his podcast. He's kind of giving you the nuts and the bolts. You don't necessarily get a lot from him, but I know he's got tons of fans
0: out there. So I wanted to ask him. So what do you, what do you, what do you have booked right now? I'm doing Norwegian Star. It's a Mediterranean cruise um, okay. next month. So at the end of August, it'll be. It starts in Venice, goes to Dubrovnik, Croatia, coat. Kote- Kotar, Kotar, how you pronounce it, Montenegro, and then it goes to Olympia, Gr- uh, Greece, Athens, Greece, split Croatia, and then back to Venice, so a seven-night round-trip, Venice. Seven-night, wow, and you're going to spend uh, uh, a couple of days before or after? So it? we're flying in a day early, okay. just because we don't want to miss the ship yeah. and all that, and then we're staying two nights post-cruise Amazing. in Venice. That is it. Have you done, uh, how many, uh, how much experience you have out there? The next so, side of the world cruising. Yeah, so I've been I've been on like a few new launches out there in uh-huh. the Med, yeah. but because with the new launches they have you so busy you never really get to explore. Aside Besi- right. aside from Rome, I've seen Rome a lot. Yeah, but like Venice, I legit have went from the cruise ship to the transfer bus three okay. different times, and I've never really explored Venice. I'm super excited about it. That's awesome. That's going to be
1: great. And then what else? What else you booked on? So, I mean, that's that's a that's a that's one of those bucket list
0: cruises. Amazing, but what else do you have? I gotta say, uh, while we're on Norwegian, there you you have got to stalk the prices, the cruise you want to go on. Set a price alert for it because it dropped to four hundred and forty-nine dollars for an inside cabin per person, and I'm like sold. Uh, where'd you start it? What's oh like around how much did you start? Oh, it how was, much did it drop? Oh, uh, it was eight forty-nine or eight ninety-nine. What? And then it dropped. That's half. Yeah. Holy so crap. I'm like, yeah, do it. So I booked it, and I used miles to fly over there. So it's like I'm doing this cruise on the cheap, super on the cheap, but like you know, no drink packages, none of that. But uh, you get wine in the ports and all that over there.
1: All right. So let's let's count that as the first the first tip right there. I mean, you know, Doug is heavy on uh, consumer awareness as far as cruising goes and the cruise experience for the guest, and uh, that's one right there. If you see a cruise, whether it's Norwegian or any
0: cruise line for that matter. There's, I think there's sites out there, right, that can alert you. So I use CruiseLine.com uh-huh. because if you go to their site, you can actually set, pick the cruise you want and what cabin you want. And if the price fluctuates more than 1%, you'll get an email. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I got the email and I'm like, yeah, sold.
1: Amazing, amazing. And then you said what else? You have a gem? Um, I'm doing Oasis.
0: Of the seas. Oh, you doing Oasis? Okay. Another uh, great deal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like five hundred and sixty-nine dollars for a, a balcony, uh, ocean facing facing balcony. Guys,
1: you hear that? You hear that? That's a balcony on the
0: Oasis of the Seas for five hundred dollars and change. People laugh when they say ocean facing balcony, but you have to realize on Oasis yes, there could exactly. be an inside facing yeah. balcony like over yeah. Central Park or the Promenade. So it's an ocean balcony for like five sixty-nine. And uh, gratuities were included, and I was like, yeah, I'd be a fool not to book this, so.
1: I was I was surprised when I was on the Oasis. I really didn't see a lot of activity on those balconies. I would have thought, uh, I wanted to get one of those, and I was actually, did, uh, my method, I'm, and I'm learning something here, too. My method was to call back every three days to see if it would go down, and that's exactly what I did do. And they told me, it was, all right, so it's $189 to, to uh, you know, upgrade, and I was like, oh, man, I bet it'll go down more. Three days later, they were sold out. I would have uh, definitely spent the 189 but... You are holding out. Yeah, I was holding out a little bit. You're rolling the dice, but I couldn't help but notice that there was not... It looked like they were vacant. To mm-hmm. They just shut it down, and there's not much going on. So, you know, and they don't really light up the boardwalk
0: and light up Central Park at night, deep into the night. So I guess that's kind of why as well. We have also another tip here is that book, when you see a ship going somewhere, like two years ago, they announced Oasis coming to Port Canaveral here. Yeah. That's when you want to book. Because it's gonna be rock bottom rates to attract people. Right. Yeah. So that's that's how we got the my, my travel agent yeah. booked all these rooms way in advance like two plus years ago, and then she's selling them now and they're you know, they're all gone.
1: Alright, let's throw let's go at this for a second. Doug just used the word travel agent. And I don't know if there's anybody more experienced in booking and knowing about cruises than Doug, but Doug uses a travel agent. Why do you do that, Doug?
0: Because, I don't know, there's so many, like, you look at the Oasis-class ships, there's like 30-plus categories of staterooms. Uh-huh. I don't know one from the next, 8D, 8F, 8 aa or yeah. whatever. It's like, I don't know what any of this means, so I call, I have actually a couple of different travel agents I use, Okay. depending on what cruise line I sail, because they all specialize in different cruise lines. Right. Um, so I'll just call, them like, hey, I want to sail on Carnival, whatever, and I want to have this kind of room what kind of stateroom do you recommend i get whatever blah blah blah. She'll say you want an 8A on Carnival Vista. I'm like, okay, book me. Okay, or so like, you know what you want and they're able to transfer that information into the actual terminology of what the cabin is labeled as. Yeah, and you know, the travel agency, they know a lot of stuff I don't know. Like yeah. I don't like, I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that. No. I mean, straight up like my last cruise, they monitor stuff that you don't monitor. Like Royal Caribbean just did a a sale where gratuities were included, So my travel agent called and said, hey, I have Doug booked on this cruise. So what is that? Steph, you know, Steph, this one's on you. You're not getting paid this trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The travel agents were like, or Sherry called and Sherry's like, hey, Doug's booked on this cruise. Can, does he qualify for the free gratuities? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So boom, free gratuities. I don't who
1: the hell is gonna say no to you? Like really? I, I, oh, yeah, I don't qualify. Okay, listen to the next show. Yeah, Man. they don't know who the hell I am, though. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, no one knows who
0: I am. Stop. No come one listens to my show with truck drivers. We've Dude, said that before. We've already, we've already, already disagreed about that. And then you said the gem, right? Yeah, next, next February, doing Norwegian Gem out of New York City, ten nights, Southern Caribbean, getting way down there. So I did a, a nine night on the gem. Did you? Have you been on uh, a? What, what is that? Is that a Jewel class, right? Yeah. Have you been on Jewel class? I have not. Okay, yeah. I've never even toured it, so I haven't... Yeah. I'm like... I, well, actually, Pearl is Jewel class. Pearl is Jewel class. Yeah, Pearl is a... So, so I've sailed Pearl. Yes, yeah. so
1: you've sailed the gem then.
0: Yeah, I've done... Yeah. yeah. I did a country music uh, cruise on the Pearl. It was a cruise that Trace Atkins got thrown off oh in Jamaica.
1: Oh, gosh. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah.
0: I was there. Oh. We were actually in the atrium when the Trace Atkins impersonator...
1: What... What Doug is talking about is, uh, I I love theme cruises too. I went on the Florida Georgia Line Cruise, but Doug went on the uh, Norwegian Pearl, which is usually designated as it. That ship must be like, there must be a reason to, the the ship must be able to take one hell of a beating. Mm -hmm. But uh, Trace Adkins, who's a country star, was uh, well-documented issues with alcohol, and uh, he was the headliner on the theme cruise. And I guess uh, what, what what happened? They see saw an impersonator. Or?
0: There was an impersonator who was taking pictures as well, really, him. Really, he
1: was just oh, he was yeah. Okay, I thought Trace Atkins was just drunk and no. saw a guy who was just trying to give him respect and said, you know what, that guy. All right, so no, really was. The guy was taking
0: pictures with, oh, okay. with guests. Gotcha, and he was signing st- stuff. Okay, so Trace was had Trace flew down from the bar up there, and I was like, boom. Next thing you know. Trace is no longer with us. I'm like, what? Did he die last night? Yeah. No, he got off in Jamaica today to re- straight in the rehab. Yeah. I'm like, good God.
1: He always uh it seems like everything he's on, whether it was the apprentice or whatever it was, he's always gotta let you know that he's not afraid to throw mm-hmm. you a bean in here or not. Yeah. He's got a song called Whip a Man's Ass. Is that what yeah, Sometimes you gotta whip a man's ass. That's the name of that's that's the hook of the song. So yeah, Trace, uh Maybe with that alcohol, maybe he might have to do some anger management as we well. We were at we were at
0: a meet and greet with back when I was on radio, which it was Trace Atkins and Toby Heath toured together back oh, in a bar. Those two? Yeah. Two of them back to back, back in a bar. Threw down. Oh my gosh. Trace, two
1: big dudes too.
0: Yeah, in Trace's um, green room, he had just a cooler like you'd find in the back of a pickup truck, just full of all kind of beer. And yeah, he was a he liked to throw down back then. Oh man. So yeah, so you so the pearl is the gem, like you have the
1: whole do you like that set? That's the one... I didn't... I love the gem. I consider it like one of my home ships, only maybe because of familiarity, but like, it's kind of like they say, like, you know, it's a little bit gimmicky. And I think they do it on a little... I think that's a theme that they have. They say, we have the whiskey bar, we have a champagne bar, we have a... Really, it's a bunch of stands up against each other, mm-hmm. and then it's all to the, playing to the same common area. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know. I didn't, That's the one thing I didn't love about it, but I love the Spinnaker. I mean, that, to me, that's a great, great multi-use room. I don't like bliss with all the creepy statues and the beds laying around, people <laughs> rolling around like weirdos. That's not my thing, but uh, a bunch of stuff. All right, cool. Have you seen the Escape yet? Or no?
0: Yeah, I, I sailed the inaugural on it back in 2015, I think. I it. like Escape. Escape's a good ship. Yeah. There's, they have a lot of different, a lot of cool venues. They have a pretty decent-sized casino yeah. with some nice table games in there. So, okay. yeah, you'll like it.
1: No, it seems like there's a lot of cool, like the Club H2O. Mm That seems like it's going to be cool with the grotto back there. And they do, uh, like, they said, I don't know how they came up with this, but they said it's almost sort of like uh, it was constructed with the uh, Ibiza-inspired. I don't get how you do that or whatever, but every YouTube video I've seen, seems like there's a lot of good energy back there. seems like a good time. The
0: grotto's cool. That whole area back there, it's almost something like that looks make-believe, like something out of Disney or whatever. It's really, it's a neat area. Norwegian takes a big hit for the food. How, did you have how, how was the food was it alright is... see so I, I did an inaugural sailing so it was like a press thing yeah, so that it, wouldn't wouldn't be, play around. it wouldn't be fair to say right, right, but I'll be able to tell you next month because okay. I'm doing that seven night on Norwegian Star over there so okay. I can report back then okay alright
1: yeah I don't know let me ask you this I have this like theory where you know people get mad alright so all these cruise ships are coming out and all these bells and whistles are coming aboard and like people are complaining you know Cruising is supposed to be semi-all inclusive. Now they're upcharging this, upcharging that. My argument against that was that well, your cruise could still be the same thing if you want. You just don't have to take advantage of all the bells and whistles that they put because somebody's got to pay for these things. So really, if you don't want to do it, just have your regular cruise, but just don't choose not to upgrade any any of that stuff. But then my counter to my counter is that I'm finding that the main dining rooms. Are getting a little bit i don't know kind of like they're cutting some corners totally whether it's portion size in efforts to upgrade you is that am i dreaming that no or... no
0: i i noticed that on my last couple of sailings where the main dining room was just i don't want to say crap but yeah. it's subpar yeah it's and it's steering like, you right it makes you want to say you know what screw this let's just pay the 35 bucks and book the steakhouse tomorrow yes night. yes yeah all right so i did no, not know no it's not just you all right cool
1: all right, what I, what the, another thing I wanted to get to, back down memory lane a little bit. Uh, so I'll like picking up with my story before by telling you I got off the cruise ship, my first cruise. I discovered cruise radio, and uh, I was probably listening to Doug's show for about a year, year and a half. I feel like I kind of got hosed on a particular Royal Caribbean sailing, so I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to Doug and see, uh, see what his deal is on this. So I reached out, sent him an email. He's like... And he saw that I was from New York at the time. I was running a bar in midtown Manhattan, like right at Rockefeller Center. It's Johnny Utah. It's another mechanical bull, whack job place. And uh, he's like, are you in New York right now? He's like, I'm going to be there for a trade show or a travel show in the next day or two. Uh, I'll, I'll come by. We'll talk about it or whatever it was. So um, that's the first time I met Doug. And and uh, maybe Doug can pick up a little bit about it. So Doug came in in the, in the daytime. We sat down. He had dinner, shook hands. He went... Handle this business stuff," and said. "You know what? I may come back later on tonight, <laughs> and uh, maybe Doug gets it started about you know one of the. If you want to hear a different side of Doug, all you uh,
0: loyal Cruise Radio listeners out there, Doug, what happened that night? You keep saying that, and I still think, don't think there are any. But um, all right, the truck driver's is fine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I was up at the New York Times Travel Show for about five days, and I couldn't afford to stay in Manhattan. New York Times New York Times Travel Show. You're talking like. $200, $300 a night just for, like, a Laquita or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I booked an Airbnb in the Bronx. Okay, I knew nothing about the Bronx. I just saw it was, like, a $49 a night room in someone's house, and I'm just going to roll like that. See, we, we could have helped each other on this <laughs> particular video. Yeah.
1: I'm the Cruise Information Royal Caribbean, and I would have told
0: you, stay away from the Airbnb in the Bronx, Doug. So I... That's where I was commuting back and forth. So I was at the Bronx 172nd Concourse up there, just past the stadium, yeah. and going into the Manhattan to whether the, uh, down on 32nd or whatever the um, Javits Center is, and then uh, so, gosh, what happened from there? So I, I met you for we met yeah. at lunch with some colleagues, yeah, and then we had like some and great you did barbecue. Did come back, yeah, like, it
1: was good, some good food. We had I did good. my event,
0: yeah, came back, and then uh, you know, first of
1: all, I was like, I was freaking starstruck. I was in the office and then the hostess came in like nothing and I'm, mind you I'm listening I'm listening to Doug for like a year and a half cruise radio I'm a fan I'm like don't oh, miss an episode and you know, all of a sudden the hostess walks in like it's nothing Tommy there's a Doug Parker at table 11 to see him so exchange pleasantries this and that you came back after mm-hmm. and I was happy to see you came back and I don't know if you listen to this show you know, uh, you know my specialty is you know running these bars and getting things a little bit crazy I was operating the bull I was DJing I was on the microphone and uh we're going to show Doug a good time and see what he's got. So I'll, t- I'll tell him. Stop me any time you no, want, No, go Doug. ahead. But, uh, <laughs> so Doug is hanging out, and Doug's, you know, making some friends over there, and we're having a good time. And I'm like, you know, again, a, f- a fangirl. So I'm like, Doug Parker's here. I know he likes Garth Brooks. I'm playing him Garth Brooks. So I I see he's talking to some people, and there might have there been a, a few, uh, you know, young ladies in the mix or something, maybe not <laughs> or whatever. So, in my uh, goodwill gesture, is I'm gonna go get myself. I'm gonna go get a fireball, and I'm gonna hand it to Doug, and and give it to Doug, and you know maybe Doug is you know maybe solo, maybe make some friends. You know he's got free fireball, he's got a bottle, he's got a table. You know, break the ice a couple of times. Doug, Doug didn't realize that he wasn't supposed to drink the whole <laughs> bottle of fireball.
0: So what happened, Doug? What happened? Oh my! Well, the night got away from me, to be honest That's with you. That's for sure. Yeah, like rode the ball. Like I remember, we, uh, me and a colleague, we wrote the bull, and yeah. then we. Um, like I
1: lost my colleague. I think the, he, the colleague lo- lost you. <laughs> I saw the colleague, and I was like, "Wow!" I didn't see Doug for probably about forty-five minutes, but I kept seeing your colleague, and uh, he's like, "Where's Doug?" And I'm like, "I don't know," but he must have He must be having a good night right now. Something good must have happened. I don't know. So wondering on no, nothing, nothing, and like, he's like, "I'm texting him." Nothing. Finally. About two and a half hours later, I get a text from Doug. Dude, where are you? I'm like, where'd you go? You're like, I'm still here. So I'm like, what do you mean you're still here? He's like, I'm back by the table. I'm looking all over the place. He goes, you keep passing me. I'm like, well, if I keep passing you, tell me where you are. He's like, you got, finally, I spot Doug. Doug is behind a communal table, up against the wall, almost on his knees. Filling up a, uh, a bucket with, yeah. uh, with, with with vomit
0: Yeah And you know what God bless you man Because you had that hotel What was it The Standard Right above you The, 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 uh, the... Club Quarters Yeah Club Quarters Right so, above so you So
1: I'm like By the way It was probably The worst storm of the year snowstorm of the year yeah. That was going on that night So, I was like, <laughs> so I'm like Alright So this terrible weather I, This guy's I'm, I'm going to be known As the guy who freaking You know gets, <laughs> Got the cruise radio guy Hamming So I'm like Oh jeez What do we got to do here Doug where are you staying he can barely muster out the words. It was like a slow motion like movie, like the worst news you could hear from somebody. <laughs> Airbnb in the Bronx. I was like, oh, we're in trouble now. So we luckily we had some connections with the hotel. We got
0: Doug uh, a room upstairs, safe and sound, and uh all ended well. <laughs> yeah, I mean I woke up and you I mean, you had some bottles of water next to me and you yes. had my, my credit card next to me. I mean I lost I lost complete control of the night. I was, I mean, I wasn't too,
1: I was better. But I wasn't even too much better myself. I didn't black
0: out, though. You, like, so you remembered I remember. I remembered all of it. Okay. And, I mean, I, I wasn't like I woke up like, where the heck am I? Right. I, I remember you, like, walking me up to the room like, dude, pass yeah. out, throw up, whatever you need to do.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I, I walked, I walked out and I was like, you got, he's got nothing. He's just laying there and that's it. You, all your stuff is the Airbnb. And I saw they have, like, these, um fill up bottles of water where you like I guess make your own bottle. they have empty bottles and then they have like a fresh you know water thing where you fill it up I was like he's going to want one of these when he wakes up so make sure we're five it? yeah exactly alright so that's the story of uh, how
0: me and Doug first ran into each other I wanted to get into some of your uh, favorite ships yeah no, no particular order here uh, Harmony of the Seas okay liked it I know you're kind of love hate with the big Oasis class ships yeah I just, I feel like there is, and this sounds very cliche, cliche, I don't mean to be, but there's something for everyone. Yeah. Because you have so many, you have 5,000, 5,500 different people, and that's 5,500 different personalities on the ship. Mm-hmm. And some might want to do, have a liquid lunch at the cantina, some might, which, <laughs> you didn't really care too much for the cantina, S- did you? Sabor? S-
1: Sabor. S- S- Sabor. I didn't, I didn't love it, no. I mean, yeah. I think you know, what's funny on the Oasis. I, it kind of reminded me of the, the club days when you're in a busy downtown district. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's so many bars and restaurants and venues on this thing. They're actually working the boardwalk with flyers. Yeah. And she gave me a flyer. She gave us a flyer. This is fresh guacamole. We sat down and A, the menu, not, not that extensive. And then she's like promising us this fresh guacamole. They didn't bring out fresh. They didn't make it in front of us. So that was like a little bit of a red flag. And I
0: didn't think it was bad. I did not think it was bad, but it, by no stretch of the imagination did it blow me away. Yeah, so I, I'm a very simple eater. Like, I'm not a foodie at all. Okay. Like I sat at your bar and had chicken wings and onion rings. You did mention that they weren't hand-breaded, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you're well, not a foodie, but you're particular. Of, yeah. He knows his onion rings, yeah. ladies and gentlemen.
0: Well, I worked in a restaurant growing up. Like yeah. I worked five years as a, yeah. a cook in a seafood restaurant, and we hand-breaded. But uh, which obviously you guys don't hear. But so, um, God, where were we going? So we were talking about Sabor. And, Sabor, yeah. So Johnny Rockets and Sabor. I pretty much just all right. I all I ate because yeah. I, you know, I don't. I mean, then I was two hundred and twenty something pounds back then too, so I didn't really care. I remember your quote
1: when you said you spent about one hundred and sixty-eight dollars or something. I don't know what the number was at the seafood shack on one of. Your, oh, on Carnival.
0: On just lobster rolls, yeah. Carnival Vista, yeah. Did that in the med for ten nights, and I did um, twelve, I think, twelve yeah. lobster rolls, yeah. which is really twenty-four because yeah. each lobster roll plate comes with two rolls and fries, and um, yeah, they were really good. Well, my thing about the Oasis was, and you know,
1: we went, me and Miss, me and the lovely Miss K went yeah. on. The, lov- the lovely Miss K. Shout out to K. The thing about the Oasis, while I was on it, I was absolutely having a great time. Because I think mostly I was just so enamored Being a cruise nerd And just walking around and just seeing it I, I had an incredible time It was awesome But then when you have a few weeks off the ship And you look back And you, you kind of like weigh out the good and the bad the Things I didn't like it, like about it Was that they kind of sectioned it off Like really once the sun went down they, There was no reason to be on the lead of that Like yeah. they don't, there's nothing out there And that's one of the things I really really do like under the stars, uh, on the deck with the pool going and some a DJ or a band going out there, and you know there's so much room and square footage on the ship that they have to fill these other venues. And I was just like, you know, it's just it's a ghost town. I went up there, I went in the hot tub for a little while before dinner while Miss K was getting ready, and I was just like, these literally, I, I'm like the only one out here. There's mm-hmm. nobody out here, and it's a total ghost town. And uh, I like, you know, when I'm on a ship, I like energy. I like loud, I like it, I, like I said, the first thing I said when I first broke on the air with this whole podcast, I don't cruise like the others I've said that on your show before <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a 42 year old guy single guy, I run bars and nightclubs I'm out, up and out till all hours in the morning and I'm cruising basically like a 24 25 year old, so I just want action, I want energy, I want fun, I want a good vibe and uh, that's really it didn't really have that so much on the Oasis, it just felt impersonal the staff didn't really seem like they were into it and I'm sure you went on an early harmony cru- cruising. So they—they're not, they're not gonna mess around. They're not gonna. Yeah. Of course, they're gonna take it. And the, even in the English pub, I was like, "What a cool-looking venue!" But the freaking guitar guy was mailing it in. He was telling us basically <laughs> he didn't want to be there. So it just wasn't. The comedy was awful. The comedy was awful. But having said that, I'm bitching a lot. I know. I loved the cruise. I had a great time, and I was just—it was worth it just to be on that ship and just be. A part of
0: just such a structural wonder. But you love the harmony, so... Do you normally get the drink package when you cruise? I don't... I won't cruise without the drink package. Do you ever hit the limit? Well, carnival. You have?
1: Yeah, we have a... (laughs) Usually. We have a... We have a running... We have a running joke. Like, with our friends. We all get the drink package. And we act like we're playing in a movie called Finding 15. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, you know, it just... If you're in the casino, it's all over. Like... I'll stop at 13 sometimes, and that'll be it. I'm never less than 12, really. But then, if you end up in the casino, no, you just got to get that tip money out there. You just got to pray that they're just a little. Uh, <laughs> if you got to pray that their integrity is compromised because you <laughs> know, sober up real quick when you got you know a couple hundred dollars down on a blackjack hand. What? Uh, how early in the day are you hitting this, this 15? I, late, late too. I do the same thing every day. I go to the gym. I go to the gym at 10 in the morning. Uh, then I hit the spa. I did the whole like uh, Rat Pack style. Then you freaking sweat it all out in the in the in the, in the steam room, in the thermal room. Get a light breakfast with some fruit, maybe some water. Man, it really it really does erase the night before. Maybe it's also because you're at sea or whatever.
0: But then
1: I kind of relax a little bit. I start around four or five o'clock. You know, just you know. Let me tell you, I'm not proud of it. Do dude. you
0: suggest that everyone gets a drink package if they want a drink or two, or do you say it's based on like a each person? You know
1: Doug, I met people on cruises that get don't get the drink package on Carnival because of the 15 limit. So, I'm in the middle. I'm not like it's a superior out of control. Drug. A couple was like, "We're not getting the drink package. We don't mind. We got a $2500 bar bill, but we're not having nobody tell us we got to stop at 15 drinks." So, I do recommend if you're a drinker, get it. I mean, it's just a simple math equation, right? What is it? Like 6 drinks a day?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, 6 or 7
1: depending six on. 6 or get. 7 drinks a day and yeah, this there, every cruise I'll undoubtedly take a day, day and a half off, because it's just at this point... You have to. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, you know what I don't like about the carnival, if you know anybody, you know, maybe knock on some doors, uh, the fact that they don't make the drink package uh, valid at the, at the private islands.
0: Yeah, that's kind of crappy, because that's... Norwegian has it on their island, so and Royal does into, too. Yeah. And I don't know if Princess does or not at Princess Caze. carnival, so probably not probably Yeah, I know, maybe right? not, but... <laughs>
1: Disney said, does too.
0: Disney doesn't have a drink package. Right, though. it's just, you drink Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can't, yeah.
1: But I'm saying, if you're on an island somewhere, they'll be like, oh, Carnival's like, Well, you're on the island. Yeah, yeah. Disney could do the same thing. Yeah, so I recommend, if you think you're going to drink more than an average of six drinks a day, is pretty much what it is, do the math. You know what you're going to drink. But the other thing about the drink packages, and it's it's already been discussed at Nauseam, it's just also like, you're not looking at your card. You know, you're not budgeting. You're not worried about it. You're not like, oh my God, what did I spend today? What did I do? What did I do? No you want a drink you have a drink if you don't you know it's paid for so you're not worried about that sign and sale amount going up if you have the drink package
0: yeah and you have to prepay the gratuities in advance right for that as well yeah you get a little bit of
1: a break mm-hmm. if you if you purchase it before the sailing and i suggest always get the drink package before the sailing because of the fact that you know there's a line or whatever you can't get it when you're still in port you gotta wait this and that so that's the reason why I uh, definitely say get the drink package if you know that you're a drinker. Even if you're not, even if you take a little bit of a hit, you still have peace of mind on your cruise knowing that, you know, if you average four drinks a day, maybe the two drinks a day is worth it knowing that you're not having to uh, watch your dollars and watch your sign and sale card every single day. But the problem is I freaking tip two on every drink, too, two, three, five dollars, that one dollars one you got to get at <laughs> the beginning. So, yeah. man, it's a nightmare. But, In general, though, Doug, like, small ships versus big ships, where where are you at as a whole?
0: Gosh, I I guess I'm probably, depends, I guess, how how big we're talking. Like, I do like the Carnival Dream class and their Vista class right around 130-ish, give or take, some tonnage there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the right size. Well, as far
1: as capacity, though, the Vista is significantly more than... the. The Dream, right? As far as how many guests? Yeah, are
0: there? so you're talking like... I think Dream is like 3,800 and Vista might be like 4,000 maybe. Okay. So only a couple hundred.
1: Okay, I thought it was
0: a little more than that. Give I or take. Could I could be totally wrong here. Okay. I'm just kind of pulling numbers out yeah. of the air. But yeah, I I don't want... I mean, I, of course, I'm sailing on the Oasis, so yeah. I, I do like the ship. Yeah. But I I like a more intimate kind of feel. Like I know where you, I can go to the... Red Frog Pub every day, and the guy knows my name and has my drink, whenever I'm whenever I'm getting there. You
1: you're know, you're a f- you're a fan of the Sunshine, right?
0: Yeah, sixty something days on there. That's your that's, yeah. <laughs> like I say, that's like you
1: say you you you. I saw you coined the term home ship. Right. And like that's the way I feel about like the Splendor. Again, it's a lot of it is familiarity too. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily just if maybe another ship could be your home, but you 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 like that was like one of my. And again, I'll say it. I never had a bad cruise, but. I I, I don't think it was a I don't know it may not have been the ship but I just didn't have a good cruise that cruise when I went on the uh,
0: on the sunshine are you partial to one cruise line I'm really not no 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 see everyone always tells me and I get heck for it all the time saying oh my gosh you're so partial to Carnival blah 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 yeah but it's like I grew up in their friggin' teens program yeah like with my family sailing on there you're gonna be partial you're gonna have loyalty you're gonna have that loyalty program built up where you're your platinum by the you know in your early twenties, where it's like I'm just kind of loyal. I'm just kind of loyal to this cruise line because yeah. I mean, and I, I cover all the cruise lines, but if you were to ask me what cruise line would I sail on, I would say Carnival because I have all that loyalty built up, and there's something to be said about that. Totally, totally, it makes sense. I, I think Carnival too. People who think they know what they're talking about,
1: they give Carnival a bad rap sometimes too. They're like, say out of the big three, Carnival is like. You know, I don't find that to be true at all. I find that the company runs a tight ship, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. like they, they, I find the friendliest staff is on Carnival. I find, uh, I mean, I'll tell you right now on the Oasis, and give, give them a little credit because that's a lot to clean, the Carnival ship, Carnival ships were much more, I think there were much more systems in place that were geared towards cleanliness on Carnival mm-hmm. than they were on Oasis, and Norwegian's kind of in the middle. You know? I always say, oh, it's hard because cruise lines you could compare, but it's more appropriate to compare ships. Yeah, in my opinion, because it's tough. I don't know. It's interesting, but a Carnival. If I had to say what's my favorite cruise line, even though I'm not partial to one, I would probably have to say Carnival. Hey, because I've talked knows nauseam about the aft pool. I don't know why you build a ship without an aft pool. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Why? Why? That's where your best view is. That's where you know. It's a great place to be around when the sun suns. Who did down. that? Er, look, what, did you
0: like got Royal. I mean, a uh, Royal Norwegian. What built a ship without an aft pool? Most of them don't have f pools. Yeah. Okay. The, no, carnival is the just only one. This Carnival one ships too. We yeah.
1: consistently have the apple. and then what is it? The uh, Victory and some of the other classes of Carnival have the retractable roof mm-hmm. aft, so you don't really get the view. I don't like that, but just put a damn pool in the back of the ship. It's where it's supposed to be. I don't get why you wouldn't do that. And keep the but kids out. I, I you know, I, I agree with that. I don't want to be the f-
0: not and the anti-family guy, but yeah. No, but keep I mean, the kids out the back pool. I agree I mean, with that. Let yeah. them have the middle all they want. Yeah. But I think there's a lot to be said with the the adults that are just, like, like yourself, with the drink package, boozing it up back there, sitting in the hot tub for hours at a time. Yes. You know, God is you're,
1: you're... Don't, 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 don't. you are
0: not getting out of the hot tub.
1: They're I probably pe- in the hot tub. But I know what you Listen, I'm not going to be... The, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and get pissed on the whole time. <laughs> you gotta go on, I got to go on the offense a little bit here <laughs> There, right, no? But... At the bottom of the, you don't go in the pools, do you? you don't, no, you don't, no. You don't process.
0: <laughs> I do the water slides, that's about it.
1: Okay, no, I can't say it, believe it. But there's nothing like that's my favorite. Everybody has like that part of the cruise, or it just doesn't get old. When it's that run I do in St. Thomas that you guys have heard me talk about before, but like right as the dinner, the first seating of dinner starting, sun's going down, a little bit of cool breeze coming, and you get that beautiful view. It's emptying out, and you got that whole back area to yourself. That's the you know, I don't understand why they put a Norwegian puts a restaurant out there and uh Royal Caribbean puts flow riders out there. Mm-hmm. Whatever I mean I guess it's whatever. That's just part of the reason why also for Carnival, I think that's the best steak at sea. No doubt about it. I know that there may be better food overall on some other cruise lines, but the steak, I'm a steak guy. I'm telling you it's one of the some of the best steak at sea. And uh the comedy on Carnival too is, is uh I like it a little a little blue.
0: Yeah. Kinda, Francis has a good steak too, and the Crown Grill.
1: And again, it makes sense because they probably use the same. Uh, That's true. Provisions. Yeah. Yeah. So that that makes that makes sense. And I will be honest with you too. I have not delved out of the Big Three mm-hmm. yet. So, I'm 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 looking. If I do do that, I'm either going to do a Celebrity Panama Canal, or a uh, MSC, one of those. Like, okay. Seaside or whatever. Go Seaside. Yeah. 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 The Maravilla though, that thing looks like it's awesome. Oh, by just by visual, looking at it. There's, Nuts and Boat looks like the best the best ship at sea. So I just wanted to, I know we're getting we're, getting a little, we're going off like you, you said we were. You said we kind of go in a bunch of different directions here. <laughs> so the itineraries, what is it? You've done it all. You've seen it all. You've been to pretty much uh, how all the Carib- Caribbean islands several times over. What is the one region? What is the the, the particular area with the southern, whether it's the Bahama, Florida, whether it's eastern, western, what area is your favorite
0: to cruise to? Man, eastern by far. Like. Yeah. You walk on to St. Thomas and you're just like, wow, this is not where the ships dock, but once you get into the city, what we always do in St. Thomas is we take that cab over to the cruise, the ferry terminal yes. and jump over to St. John for yep. the day. And we're like the first one off the ship. Okay. So we catch that very first ferry. So we're on the beach like three hours before the cruise passengers get there. Yeah. And just, I mean, the underwater snorkel trail, the, the rum runners are serving you on the beach and then you know just as the cruisers come in you enjoy trump bay there it's just like a postcard right yeah. I it's just pure I and mean, natural it's awesome oh. and and uh, you know you, you know how those drivers are over there they yeah. they don't kill they'll, they'll pull over on the side of the road it doesn't matter if there's oncoming traffic or not they're yep. just like take a picture if you want just be careful don't get hit so as um, soon as the cruise passengers kind of invade the beach that's our cue to leave that we've got about 3 hours there and then we we just go back, kind of ease our way back to the ferry terminal and yeah. hit the bars there. On oh, Red Hooks. Yeah, right, yeah, there's a ton of bars oh, on, John on the St. John's, John's side. On the St. John's, okay. Yeah, Red Hooks on the St. Thomas and side. And actually, so my my roommate is a um, pretty well-known radio personality in Jacksonville. And some guy like walked up to him and was like, Are you Amadeus? That's his name. He got like, recognized? Yeah. Wow. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm from Jacksonville. I used to listen to you all the time growing up. And he's like, okay, now I feel really old. Uh, no, 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 no! First of all, you are on a,
1: on a on an island with somebody, and you're not the first guy. I recon- that offends me. I don't like that's, that's <laughs> out of control. Some other guy on the radio gets. Uh, I would have been if I was there. Like, are you out of your mind? You, this is Doug from Cruise Radio. Right? You yeah, this guy? Yeah, yeah. Come on.
0: But it was cool because they like they were buying, they bought us drinks and all this stuff because they were so starstruck to that's see awesome. Amadeus there. But it was just cool because we like. And it's the bar that Kenny Chesney goes to down there on St. John. I forgot okay. what it's called. He's it's got something. a place there, I think, right? He's got a, or he had a. Place he had a, there. He probably sold it at this point. Okay. But the bar that he um, always went to, that he sings about in a couple of his songs, really? is uh, There's like five bar stools in it. Real really? small place. Uh-huh. You just kind of go there and just roll with the flow, and you walk out of there a little sideways. Paradise. Yeah, totally. Well, paradise. Yeah, I love St. Thomas. Yeah. Nelson. And that's why I love it. Like, I, I could, if I could get left at any Caribbean port. St. Thomas, one, because it's part of the U.S. anyway. Yeah. Cell phone service works and all that stuff there. Yeah, that's a huge (laughs) advantage, yeah. It's easy to get a flight back somewhere, to Miami or whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to repeat my
1: whole routine, but I like... We we do my routine. It's just basically what it is, a mountaintop bar crawl. And uh, we did it by accident one day because we missed... The first time I was ever in St. Thomas, we missed a shore excursion. And I had so much fun. On this freaking thing, we just sit here. Here's twenty dollars. Take us everywhere. I had so much fun. I'll never. I don't think I could do it a different way again. I want to try St. John. I want to chill out in Red Hook, and I want to go to you know Megan's Beach. I want to do all that stuff. But I, you know, well, one thing we can do because we it's half the day. You know what I mean? So we do that for half the day, and then we end up at a beach somewhere. So, but I don't know the St. John thing. You know, people say all the time you got to go to St. John. I what just, are you
0: paying a person for your little pub crawl tour like well, for the driver and all we,
1: that? We, well, the first time it was fifteen. But uh, the last time it was, uh, when me and, me and the lovely Miss Kay went, it was 125 because it was pouring, raining, and it was like sort of like, that was my first Crown Bay experience okay. where you had to pull into the other side. So we got distracted on the way, took a couple of stops at Senior Frogs. So everybody said no. Like five of them said no, we're going in for the day, and it's about to rain. So I, we got shaken down. One guy, his name was, weirdly enough, Tebow was his name. And I got his number, and I will definitely be calling boat Well, maybe not. This gives <laughs> me be a better rate. It's a little bit. But it's amazing. They built it all up, and I, I, I love St. Thomas, too, man.
0: Just... Well, if you're going to, if you're doing the excursion on your own, like I say excursion on your own, take it in a cab from the cruise ship to the ferry terminal to go over to St. John for yeah. the day, and then get to Trunk Bay, you're looking at about 40 bucks a person. Okay. So it's not bad. Right. No, I'm not bad. For me, even if it even if I was costing me money, I would still pay the $40 a person, Yeah, pay the $40, even if the cruise ship excursion was cheaper, to avoid being with a thousand other people.
1: I said this on the, uh, uh I said this on a little bit of the news, uh, the headline section. Do you see that St. Thomas is, uh, putting that task force together?
0: Yeah, they're trying to get some, uh, the well, crowds. I had no idea the having a problem.
1: It's the crowds, right? Oh, they're just saying they're having problems transporting people. Yeah. Moving people around was an issue, and, uh... I'm like wondering where this data is coming from like what are, and they're basically saying that people are just spending more time on the ship because they feel like they've seen everything that there is to see on these particular on, on St Croix and St Thomas. And I'm wondering if that's a case of real, the reality or just these cruise lines pushing these mega ships in there. And I don't know, you think that's something to yeah, do it with the Yeah, well fact
0: that the data is coming from the cruise lines. Yeah, like you're filling right. those those customer satisfaction reports. Yeah. And they're telling the people, "Hey, they love you." Yeah. Or they hate you, or they don't even want to get off the ship. Right, right. I mean, look, look at the Royal Caribbean; you a couple of the ships pulling out of Jamaica next year uh-huh. because out of Falmouth because the people yeah. are too aggressive. Exactly. What they were saying, th- what
1: they were saying was that they were just noting that people. I don't know if it was that it was bad, but they were saying they were spending more time on the ship. They were just spending less time on St. Thomas.
0: But you figure if you're if you're taking a mega ship like that, that's going to be any port you go to. Yeah. Though. Exactly, but good for them for putting a task force together, well, right? Definitely,
1: and it was mostly the big move that they're going to make. I think is to try to get more water taxis, you know, going from and I don't really know why Water Island. I don't know if they're going to put more attractions on Water Island, but going from Crown Bay to uh, Charlotte Malley and um, to downtown, they're going to maybe put a bunch of more uh, taxis that can go from area to area. Another thing I don't want—I know we're running a little long here. I want to monopolize Doug's time, uh, the whole time. I wanted to ask you. You know, like you said, you're a carnival guy, and I'm a carnival guy, too. I'm very close to Platinum. not quite there yet. But the one thing I don't understand, the carnival cruise line, it's like you're the biggest cruise line in the world. You're the top, top of the heap. You know, why are you even letting anybody kind of get in your, like, Royal Caribbean is clearly breathing right down their neck. And mm-hmm. they're, like, putting out all these out-of-control innovations. I don't get why. What is this? This Eight ships in the fantasy class. Why spend all that money to upgrade the fantasy class and not just
0: build three or four more new ships instead? those ships are paid for for one. It makes the shareholders happy, and you're they're sailing full. We have a, we have a fantasy class ship in Jacksonville, Carnival Elation, in the capacity it sails at like 100 and percent, meaning that double occupancy plus the third berths are sometimes filled. Right. So those are their workhorses. They were paid for probably 10 years ago. Maybe even more than that. Yeah. Fifteen years ago, why not utilize them until the wheels f- the propeller falls off? I mean.
1: Yeah. No, I get that, but I mean, keep them up. I would just like. See, it seems like I was. I did a whole episode on Carnival and the history of of the company through the years. Like, I noticed that there was like a time when they were just pumping out ships, and it seems like they're starting to get going again. But when was the, the the last Dream Class ship made? I don't remember the exact year, but it seems like there was like forever. There was like just. The last from the last Dream class all the way up to Horizon, it's been like one ship, and it's
0: almost been like eight or nine years, right? Dream was Carnival Dream was a f- flagship of the Dream class. Right. What was that was on Magic or Oh nine. Okay. Magic was uh, twenty eleven. Breeze was twenty twelve. The Carnival Sunshine refurb was yeah, 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 twenty thirteen. I guess we'll count that. <laughs> and then fif- fourteen nothing. Fifteen, nothing. 16 was Vista, last April, Okay. and then they're doing Carnival Horizon yeah. the next April in 2018. All right, I guess if you're gonna count the the Destiny turning into the oh, yeah, Sunshine, you I guess. I have to. I mean, it, I guess. It's, it's a rehab. It's
1: kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. it's a rehab. But yeah, you're right. And and then I kind of like think back on it, like when I went on that crap hole um, celebration, ce- celebration, the Bahamas celebration. There was that was the one thing I did like about it though, is that and you're and you're familiar with that that. Um, that book, Cruise Confidential, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he noted too. His first ship, he was on the uh, the, the the Paradise or the Fantasy or whatever it was. Well, it was an older ship. And he noticed that the accommodations were better on that ship than when he got transferred to the actual Conquest, which as at the time was considered a mega ship. Which is interesting to me because, yeah, that makes sense. Like they started being able to kind of like figure out where they can make... As much money as possible of every square foot, mm-hmm. and it just seems like maybe that's an advantage of going back in time a little bit and sailing on some of those. You see some, maybe the hallways are a little wider, maybe you know there's some more elegance to the you know to this or that, or maybe there's you know they weren't necessarily so cookie cutter to where they know oh you know what no the hallways have to be cut here, stateroom has to be five five inches off here a foot off here. No, so that that might be an interesting thing as to why you
0: may want to see a fantasy class ship. Did, but that might be a reason why I would go. Did you when you sailed the Bahamas Celebration, whatever it's called? Was it the old ferry boat or was it the, car, the old Carnival Celebration? No, it was the old celebration. What do you think of the ship, though? Like, I, I,
1: and the thing—the thing about it is, uh, like we talked about expectations. My expectations were on the floor, so I was like pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? I was—I thought it was cool. Like, I thought it was cool that. We're, like, sitting at the aft pool, which we want to call a pool. I mean, it was a, hot, it was a cold
0: hot tub. Right. That's what
1: it was. <laughs> and then we hear this techno music going on upstairs. So the DJ, the guy was like, go upstairs, check it out. You go upstairs, and there's, like, a whole giant, looks like a, it's not a real lawn, like, celebrity, but like a tart, like, mm-hmm. like a... Right tar, behind the smokestack. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like, a DJ and just a big, huge open area where people would dance and do whatever they wanted. Like, you could tell, like, a, a, a modern-day designer would come, come along and be like, whoa, we have to do something with that, we have to put... Maybe put more staterooms here or a slide, or some money, uh, revenue-generating area over here. And it's just not like that on some of the old ships. And that would be the one thing that would maybe drive me towards a uh, fence. Or if I just
0: had to get away for three or four days or so, you want to do a quick cheap cruise. That ship was, I think it sailed with Costa after it left Carnival. Yes. And it sailed with Costa for a little while.
1: Yeah. And I heard they they... They're getting rid of. They're selling it again. Are they? That's what I heard. I didn't hear to. I, I didn't hear who it's going to. But I heard it's going to be. I want, interesting to see, uh, what what they're going to do. But yeah, that first ship that what it ran aground, right? That yeah. Big, giant ferry. The, the blue
0: ferry. <laughs> see, that was an upgrade. That thing, it wouldn't have caught me on that thing. That looked like a freaking <laughs> giant battleship. I wasn't going to get on that thing. That was. I had some. You know, Carnival Celebration was based in Jacksonville for years. Yeah. Where I am. Okay. And we sailed that a few times. Okay. It was a good. uh, I fell I I in love on that ship, I think. See? I, I dated a girl for probably six months that I met. She was from Cincinnati, Ohio. And we... There you uh, go,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Doug Parker fell in love in the carnival celebration. Yeah. But, then, but not not who you're with now. No, or, no,
0: no, 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 no. Long no, but... Yeah, uh, yeah she's in, she's married with a kid now. A lawyer up in Cincinnati now, but... Maybe, yeah. I think we might have just brought back some memories here.
1: Look <laughs> Here's, here's what I want to know, again, with the whole theme of you know Doug being on the show and kind of giving the straight news, this and that. I want to know if you ever gotten any trouble on a cruise ship, or if you <laughs> had a, like a, either trouble or a rough experience or
0: anything else. What, what was the time on a cruise ship where you were like, you know what, this thing's got to end? We went, um, what is it, round to round with Jose Cuervo. What are the, what's that country song called? Three, uh, three rounds with Jose Something crew? like that. Or Whatever like? we did. The country Two, song. Jose, we were, yeah. we did shot for shot yeah. one night. Might be 10. Yeah. But we did probably a lot. And that was a, a crazy night. But I mean, nothing like insane happened. It right. was just kind of, Doug, you've had too much to you drink. Just go to bed. My co host <laughs> told me that. Not, okay. the, not, the, right. the, not the staff. Okay. Let's make that clear. Uh, yeah, nothing really. Yeah. Pretty much a, you know, I, I like to have fun. Okay. You know. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of the people who will ha- drink a lot and then go into the casino. No. And try to like you know. Okay. Throw it all down. All right. Like I'm always very straight, laser focused when I go into the casino.
1: So you'll get you'll have you'll have, okay. So that's a business trip. The casino is a business trip for you, <laughs> right? You go in there and make a couple of dollars, and you know you don't want to be have any uh, outside whatever yeah. affecting your judgment. You know,
0: I was actually I was up in um, upstate New York, and we went to down downs the casino up there uh, just outside of Binghamton, i think a couple weeks ago and i'm sitting at the table and it's like a five dollar roulette table it's like a five dollar um, minimum so i'm throwing fives down yeah. and I'm, I'm doing good like i'm very conservative when i'm playing and this guy comes sits down next to me and it's a i think it's a thousand dollar max table so he throws down a thousand dollar chip on black black hit he got his grand, walked away and cashed out, and left the casino. That's dope. I'm like, good for you.
1: <laughs> yes, man. I, I don't knock that guy. You know, my friends are heavy, heavy gamblers, and I'll sit next to some friends here and there, and I'll watch them go up 70 grand, sitting right next yeah. to me, and we'll walk away down 7 grand. You know what I mean? Never will be me. I'm 2,500, 3 grand, fluctuation, if that. See. But uh, I, 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 I'm that guy. I will walk away. If I get, if I feel good about what I did, and I feel good that you know what, that I can absolutely walk away. I'm not like
0: you know. See, I like to learn, so I like to I like to watch people, and then I'll try to go in there. And you know, if I if I start taking a bath, I'll I'll pull yeah. back a little bit. But like when I was in at the, at the casino in Tioga Downs in New York, I played for probably 45 minutes and lost five dollars. Still roulette? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you this: You're a roulette guy. I have this thing. I'm not a roulette guy. I'm a blackjack guy. But is there
1: like a foolproof way to win at roulette? Can't you? I have this theory. You can. You can just keep doubling your bet. Can you just keep doubling your bet? Yeah,
0: I mean, if, if you're if you're riding everything on black and black keeps right. rolling in, yeah. If you just go on black. Bet five dollars. You win. Okay, cool.
1: Bet it again. Mm-hmm. You lose. Okay, now double that bet. Like, how do you? How if you didn't employ that strategy? If you employ that strategy, can't you just always win? Black's not always
0: going to hit, though. You get that one. You're right. Every other time. So if you lose. You double it though. Yeah, I mean, it depends how. I mean, I, I play super conservative, so I'm always uh-huh. riding. Nine times out of ten, I'm on black or red. I, Vegas, you know what I'm saying? If you put in five, put down five dollars on black, mm-hmm. you lose. Okay, put ten dollars down. You break even, like right, you get it back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because you already lost the first. But line. I was but yeah. I was on Carnival Vista a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. I had sixteen straight hands. That's I think it's a ten dollar minimum on that table. Sixteen straight hands, black. Are you serious? Yeah. So and you then, realize
1: how far of, in the opposite direction of the law of averages that goes. Right, totally. That's incredible. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. what did, uh, I wanted to ask you, you you boarded a Carnival Live ship, and you actually got a chance to interview Jay Leno. Was that a big deal? Was that a big deal? I mean, that, to me, I would be like, holy crap.
0: That wasn't a big deal. To me, a big deal yeah. is being like in a 16,000-seat arena and your yeah. program director telling you to make stage yeah. announcements at a country concert really? in front of 16,000 people that's whenever I like clam up I'm the opposite
1: Yeah, I see, would be all over that second one I would, I'm would i the guy who wants to grab the mic and pump the see, crowd up and like but if you put me in a room one-on-one with Jay Leno I'd be like, <gasps> like not me uh,
0: really yeah like right. so with me it's like who wants to go to the stage announcements in 30 minutes I'm like can I have a shot or two before I go up <laughs> there? Like, take my... Now, and... now you're talking. Well, like, like Jay Leno, though. Um, no, I, it's like talking to you. It's just another person, right? So... Yeah, just me. I mean, I'm just like Jay Leno. Same well, no. I'm, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is that it's not... It's not a big deal to me, though. It's... Yeah. You know, it's... Um, we were... I guess Pete having an exposure in radio and you probably have bumped into rubbed elbows with a couple of people here or there along yeah, the way. nothing yeah. like... I still want to meet Garth Brooks. That's on my bucket yeah. list. Never got me to do that. But, um... yes, yeah, so with Jay Leno... It was Carnival Life. He did a ninety-minute set on Carnival Vista when we were docked in Cozumel. That's so they were a long set, ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was contracted for seventy and he or seventy-five and he went ninety. Wow. But he was funny. Yeah. Um, so there was like TMZ was there. I think it was Shape magazine. For, I think Cruise Critic and someone, some other big publication was there. And it was myself. And no one wanted to go first. And I'm like, all right, I'll go first. So I'm lined up, ready to go. And, you know, they're bringing in the, the nice servers on Carnival bringing in drinks or whatever yeah. to kind of loosen it. Like a green room type thing, right? Walls of steel. Yeah, so, you know, I have a, like a Tito and uh, soda. And, oh, Leno's going to be 15 minutes late. I'll have another Tito's and soda. It's so, like, okay, I'll have another one. By and the then, way, like, you're done with yours. You want another one now? I am. I'm good. Okay, all yeah. right, go <laughs> so guys, <laughs> I, um, So, I'm still going first. And so it's like, just to the point where you're like, all right, we're going to nail this. And it probably made me a little more confident than I probably would have been yeah. without them. Okay. But yeah, it's it was, it was a cool experience. Like, we got to sit down. And, and actually, we we talked probably more off mic. Really? Than on mic. Okay. Because, yeah. and Leno was, either he just woke up from a nap or he was super high. I don't know what was <laughs> going on, but he was like, yeah. blast over eyes. Maybe he just, like, yeah. was sleeping on his jet on the flight down or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really cool experience. Like yeah, you, I mean, you
1: nailed it too. You didn't sound like you were at all taken by the moment. I mean, it was just, it was all my good. I see Jay Leno, I'm like, oh, Doug's gonna interview Jay Leno. I'm about to listen to this
0: right now. And it was just like, you know, it's like having Stewart or Sherry on. I was like, holy cow. It was funny because, uh, cooling the fire, man. One of the PR people, I was like, met Jay. I'm like, how's it going, buddy? Really casual with him. Wow. And they're like, you're acting like you've known him your whole life. <laughs> that's my problem. Like, but that's how he wants you to act. Like yeah. he doesn't want yeah. you to act like, oh my gosh, it's Jay freaking Leno. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. act like it's an nor- everyday guy. No, it's true. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's more casual and more, I guess, conversational that way.
1: He got a real. He got a lot of good publicity from his. Uh, Cause he took a little bit of a hit from the Tonight Show persona, a very popular show, but you know, is Jay Leno, a real guy, and that. And he he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, in that episode. A lot of, he told some good stories, like right. mob stories and stuff like that. So it was it was a cool little side of him that uh, you got a chance to see. But uh, I guess that's about it. I don't want to keep you here all night. I know you got stuff to do. I definitely appreciate you coming by. By the way, cruiseradio.net is the website. Again, tons of information, articles, also the group, right?
0: Yeah. The Facebook group. Cruise Radio News on Facebook. And yep. if you're if you're on Twitter or Instagram and you're listening to this, shoot me a tweet or mention me. You know, I'm just curious. I like to you know see see if your listeners are. You hear that, guys?
1: Let's uh, let's step up here. Always be booked. Let us know. We're gonna hit the big time. <laughs> uh, hit up hit up hit up Doug and tell him you liked him on the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. Uh, but again, thanks for coming by, man. Really good time. Yeah, it was awesome. We're uh, we're gonna. Have a couple more drinks and hit up a couple of strip clubs right now. And <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to be a bad influence anymore. Thanks again, Doug. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Alright again, thanks for listening guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Once again, that's uh, cruise radio.net for the great great website with tons of information uh, the uh, also the podcast which is you can find that on the website and don't forget to check out Doug's Facebook group, the closed group where you know you he'll let you join uh, and it is uh, Cruise Radio News on Facebook so check that out same thing with me guys I would love to hear some reactions from this interview Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com it's become an important part of the show we want to make sure those emails continue to come in as you guys know I will read your email on the air find me on uh, Instagram Tommy uh, I'm not Tommy just alwaysbebooked as well as uh, please subscribe rate review on iTunes uh, the alwaysbebooked Cruise podcast thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next time there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away i your big problems you got worries you could drop them in the blue ocean but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from take one part sand one part sea, and one part shade of a 9 on tree and the drink set cold and the reggae is hot and i know this is the place for me get away to where the boat leaves from it takes away I love your big problems, you can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where
0: the boat leads, Jimmy!
1: Good Island somewhere We'll all ride the boats and don't